Hello, and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph, podcasting from one of the heartbeats of Chicago, Brighton Park. Brighton Park is a community located on the southwest side of Chicago. It is one of the 77 neighborhoods in Chicago with a population of 45,000. The area is known for being a hub of trucking and transportation. Chicago has been a self-proclaimed sanctuary city for more than 40 years. With five mayors of Chicago vowing to shield all immigrants in Chicago from federal agents, regardless of whether they are citizens, permanent residents, or asylum seekers. Now, over 18,500 migrants have been bused to Chicago since 2022. Now, Brighton Park was incorporated in 1851 and was annexed to Chicago in 1889. Brighton Park was a neighborhood occupied by Germans and Irish back then. Today, the five largest ethnic groups in Brighton Park are Hispanics, Asian, white, non-Hispanics, African-American, a sprinkling of Chinese, and Arabs. But today, as I watch the uh, TV, the Brighton Park community residents are protesting a proposed migrant tent base camp at the mayor is uh, setting up for housing this winter migrants that are coming to Chicago out of Texas. Oh yeah, the Texas uh, mayor, the Texas governor has been busting them to Chicago and New York like crazy. Now I noticed something about where he's sending them. He's sending them to New York that has a black mayor. He's sending them to uh, uh, Chicago. Now these are the only two places he's sending them because they have proclaimed that they are sanctuary cities. Yes. So he's uh, sending them to these places. But you know what? The federal government should be doing something to help us here in Chicago. Now the, the residents out there, they, they I understand I understand them, but I as I watch the, the, the protests uh, out there today, uh, 
you know, they were carrying on and uh, really acting a fool. Especially the the one that really grabbed me was the uh, the uh, the Asian uh, woman. Oh boy, I mean, you, you the camera was right up in her face. I guess the cameraman saw what I saw. The evil. I mean, ooh boy, she just she was just mean, and her comments were just. Uh, outrageous she doesn't realize that there was a time she couldn't even be out there would not have been in Brighton Park not with not with Germans and Asian and uh, uh, Irish back in the 40s 50s and 60s and not even the early 70s she would not have been there and to be carrying on this way and, and, and a lot of the uh, Hispanics out there were acting up as well. I mean, oh, they, they're clowning. You know, really clowning. No, Mexicans contribute to 79% of the Hispanic population in Chicago. With Puerto Ricans, the second largest, and uh, Central American, the third. So, yo, know, they're here. But the mayor figured that, you know, okay, it's, it's pretty much, uh, these are Hispanics coming in, so I'm going to go ahead on and develop this base camp out here for them to get them out of the Chicago police stations and Chicago parks uh, because it's, it's getting cold. It's, and a lot of them are sleeping outside and whatnot. You can't do that here in Chicago in the wintertime. So he's showing some humaneness by trying to open up this tent base camp for these migrants and living up to what we are about as a sanctuary city. But boy, dozens of Brighton Park residents held a rally out there along with this woman uh, that was just ugly. I mean, ugly. They attacked uh, Alderwoman Ramirez and her aide and injured both of them. Oh, it was ridiculous. Uh, Mayor Johnson described it as an unconscionable uh, and violent act, in which it was. I mean, come on. To injure, to attack uh, the older woman? Come on, please. They were carrying signs and banging on drums and just acting up. You know. Uh... Somebody set off fireworks outside of the construction sites, wouldn't let the trucks in. They're out there trying to lay the base, the foundations to put up these uh, uh, tents. Well, winter is coming. It's getting cold in Chicago every day. Every day is getting colder. It's October, folks. Construction at the site has uh, continued, but no tents have been built as of yet and uh, all the woman Ramirez who happened to be uh, Hispanic herself questioned if a tent camp is uh, the best solution for the city's migrant crisis it may not be the best uh, solution but it's better than them staying at the police station and in our Chicago parks that I know, or freezing to death on the, the streets out here. You know, it's too bad that the people out there aren't opening up uh, their houses 
and uh, welcoming the, the people, trying to put them up. We we don't have enough places here uh, to to uh, house eighteen thousand people that are coming into the city, and they're coming in every day. I just heard uh, uh, the other day on the news that now they're flying in from Venezuela. Come on, oh, please. <laughs> Whoa, you know, this, these are just, this is just temporary shelter, you know, it's temporary, it is not permanent, and then they don't want them in, they, they don't, uh, neighborhoods, you don't want them anywhere, I don't understand it, and here we are, we're all, uh, uh, most of America, all Americans are, are, are migrants. The Indians were here first. Come on. And here in Chicago, uh, let's go back to John Baptiste was the first settler. So let's stop all that foolishness. But you know, this, this Hispanic woman don't realize her own, she doesn't know her own history. There was a time that uh, she could, she would be out there in, in uh, Biden Park. Just 40 years ago, these same protesters could not have moved into Brighton Park. No, not with the German and, and, and Irish. Oh, because of Chicago's segregation. Now, in 1874, the state laws, Illinois state laws, uh, forbidden uh, segregation uh, uh, were, were passed. The Illinois Civil Rights Act of 1885 was passed, forbidding discrimination in public facilities and places, such as hotels and railroads and theaters and restaurants. Simple places like going to a theater, a hotel, no, riding a train, come on. Here in America, you know, you had to ride on the back of the bus. You couldn't, you couldn't sit down below in the, in the theater. You couldn't go into a restaurant and eat. Yeah, people, please know your history before you get out here discriminating against others. But anti-discrimination laws had little effect on long-standing racial tensions, as we can see from this protest that's going on out there in Brighton Park. They don't know, these Asians out there don't know what's happening. And a lot of the Mexicans who have been fortunate enough to buy homes out there don't know what's going on. I mean, they just, they have adopted this negative behavior. Now, whites who were forced to remain in Chicago after desegregation of uh, uh, these neighborhoods started in order to meet the uh, municipal job residency requirement isolated themselves in suburban style neighborhoods at the city's fringes like Beverly, uh, Mount Greenwood, Norwood Park, and Edison Park. Edison Park still have white populations between uh, 56 and 82 percent. So that's very little integration has gone on. And the city still hasn't arrived at not being a, a segregated city. I mean, we, we have a long way to go still here. Now, the reverse white flight neighborhoods 
have the opposite flight uh, profile. They're close to downtown and have easy access to public transportation. My daughter stays in uh, uh, the South Loop. She's a young, educated woman. Uh, North Lundell was once a Jewish neighborhood, which is evident from uh, the synagogues that are uh, out there still, that blacks converted into uh, black churches. Archer Heights. Heights was uh, Polish and Lithuanian. The reverse white flight population is college educated and they're either from the suburbs or from other states entirely that have moved here to Chicago. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of the people who have moved into Chicago, they came for the better reasons of coming, the opportunity and so forth. Now Lincoln Park began losing its Latino population a few decades earlier in the 1970s. Now, I grew up uh, here in Lincoln Park. Uh, I lived over on the Mohawk, had a, a theater company over there in the 1700 block called Earth Theater. And, uh, but I grew up right here in this area. Uh, Lincoln Park pioneered reverse white flight. It was the first place that gentrification really happened in Chicago in the way that we think of it now. It's the whole story of these middle-class rehabbers coming in and changing the neighborhoods without any consideration for the people who live there already. And the uh, taxes go up and everything else and uh, the meanness that they bring, that's what gets me. I mean, they have such a nasty attitude about it. Ugh. When whites leave a neighborhood, it's called white flight. When whites occupy a neighborhood, it's called gentrification. And you must go because they're going to hound you to death. It's a shame. The five zip codes where the medium household income increased by 30% or more in 2010 were mainly in reverse white flight neighborhoods like Pilsen, Logan Square, the Lower West Side, Noble Square, Irving Park, and the near South Side. All five zip codes gained white residents while losing Latino populations. Along with economic changes have come uh, political changes. We have more Hispanic aldermen now than we've ever had. We have more black aldermen than we've, never, we've ever had. I remember a time we had only white aldermen. The only black alderman we had in Chicago was Alderman Dupree. And that was in the, uh, uh, the South Loop area. <laughs> that was the Fifth Ward. 
the near south side went from 0.5% to 51.5% white as the south loop was developed. Out in Bronzeville, Bronzeville used to be 100% black. Now it's 30% white. Yeah, gentrification is taking on there. You know, I, I'm just hoping that Bronzeville don't allow its uh, neighborhood to be totally uh, gentrified, that black people are not gentrified out of it. I mean, come on, it's Bronzeville. Now, as the South Loop was, was redeveloped, former Mayor Richard Daly, who grew up in Bridgeport, he moved out there, left Bridgeport. And boy, that upset the people in Bridgeport. Terrible. Oh, they just, oh, they, they fell out of love with Richie because he left Bridgeport. And he moved out in the, the, the central uh, station townhouses out there in the South Loop area with his uh, African-American girlfriend. Now, that's a long way for Richie to be from Bridgeport and have an African-American girlfriend. That's growth. If others could grow like Richie, boy, we'd be, Chicago would be a much better city, believe me. So I give Richie credit for his growth because he has grown tremendously. You know, I worked under Richie uh, for many years. I liked him as a person. I really did. I still do. The times I, I talk with him, I knew a, a few of his cousins as well because I was, a, you know, a programming specialist for the city for a number of years. Uh, Chicago, uh, Chicago's uh, last three mayors have lived in reverse white flight neighborhoods. Yeah. These neighborhoods have been redeveloped. Now, where will the white folks move next in Chicago? Hmm? I'm sure real estate investors are trying to predict that as I speak. Yes, there are only a few other places left. Ethnic concessions will always be a part of the Chicago story. It always be. Chicago has a fascinating history from its founder, John Baptiste, to right up to today, uh, Mayor Johnson. So let's let the mayor out here in Brighton Park residence, let the mayor build these tent camps for these migrants because we are a sanctuary city and we're going to live up to that and uh, embrace these migrants and give them a place to stay temporarily out here in the base camps that the mayor is setting up and hopefully uh, President Biden will uh, give our governor and the mayor some money to help us with this problem. 
but it, uh, the Brighton Park residents got to stop what they're doing. Come on, stop it, stop it. Let's let let those tent camp be developed, so we can get these people in some shelter. Cause it's cold here in Chicago in the winter time, and the weather's changing rapidly. So Brighton Park, knock it off. Knock it off. These are human beings. They need shelter. They're children, women and children. And men. Come on. So if you've had, if you've enjoyed the podcast, go to uh, the support button, make a donation, and leave a comment. I'd like to hear what you think, what your opinion is. Mine is that we should be living up to our sanctuary uh, status and showing our humaneness towards these new residents. And remember, there's room in Chicago for everyone. We just have to make room. We have to just drop a whole lot of our bad behavior towards each other. And we'll be surprised at how much room we'll find and how much more peaceful we will be here in the city. The city would be a better place to live if we knock off a lot of the foolishness. But it starts with us as citizens here in Chicago. So be kind to your neighbor. Until next time, take care.